Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we started KookCast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. And this week on the show, Coach Evan and I were talking about three ways the ripping offshore wind will keep you off waves. Bet you know the first one. What about the other two? Yeah, so our offshores, our offshore episode, definitely something that clients are always, you know, like a little bit, you know, they're they're like curious, they're a little bit nervous about it. They're just, you know, it, it's it's kind of a phenomenon and it's it's something that like us as as seasoned surfers, we're always looking and looking at the the wind charts and and things for offshores, you know, it's such a critical part of good of good quality waves. Totally, yeah, um, it's, it's everything, isn't it? As far as yeah, I mean, ocean conditions and and just the way that it helps, and and we'll get into that. But you know, like I think a lot of a lot of beginners are like kind of off put by it, and then they they got to wrap their head around learning how to deal with it because that's what real surfers are after, you know. Right, right. I mean, we're on the hunt, you know, if there's a if there's a good swell running, basically it comes down to at that point which which facing shore is going to have the wind blowing offshore if there's one existing in your area, you know. Right. And uh there's a lot of places in the world where you have such a dynamic coastline, you have that option, you have that favor to be able to, you know, check different beaches that might be more favorable given the wind. But yeah, you you make a good point. Like I've noticed that maybe just because for so long I've been comfortable with it and, you know, looking for it, actually actively seeking it, that I kind of forgotten that for some people it's actually intimidating. You know, it's like you feel like you're going to get blown out to sea, especially in the sense that we're talking about it today, like ripping offshores. We're not talking like a nice light offshore breeze, but the, the inspiration behind this episode is, you know, just the other day when I was uh, taking some students out, it was ripping offshores. And so whenever that comes up during a, a day of teaching, I always ask the student I'm about to paddle out with, what are the three major ways that ripping offshore winds keep you off of waves? And uh, I think the first one's very obvious, and then I, which I like to start with that one because everyone's like, oh, you know, like this. And then, well, what are the other two? And then it's like, hmm, I don't actually know. And it's, right. it's that awareness, it's that understanding that really helps you actively keep yourself in a position and in a, in a state to be able to catch waves easily, despite like a ripping offshore wind. So uh, let's kick it off with our first point. The most obvious of them is just the fact that when you're paddling for a wave and there's offshore winds ripping, you're paddling straight against the wind. Yeah, it, it does a lot. It, it does a lot to deter you from actually getting into the wave, you know, not, not just, just the force of it, but just like the wind in your face and the, you know, the, 
any little splashes that happen send water directly into your eyes you know you, the the sun and the 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 water droplets flying into your face just that you know can throw a lot of people off as you know they don't have vision for one second and it's oh it's over you know they're pulling totally. back the reins and they're shutting down the ride um yeah. so so that and then yeah j just the pure fact of like somebody pulling like it feels like they're pulling you backwards you know or, <laughs> right. or just like you know got the wind machine just blowing blowing you out out of the equation so that's definitely the the most prominent one that comes right to mind for sure. Yeah, the, the wind flying up the face. I like I like how you said like the the vision part of it. I hadn't even thought of it in that sense, you know, but it's true like if it's kind of an intimidating day surf-wise and you're stroking and trying to get into this wave and trying to beat the wind, you have this sense in you that like as you're trying to catch the wave but still haven't gotten it the wave's developing, it's getting steeper and that drop, that takeoff's becoming more critical every moment you're not in the wave. So, and, right. and all the while, if, if you're at that point, it tends to be that that's where all the water flies at your face and you know really blinds you and just kind of puts you in a position where you could actually just go by feel, get up and catch the wave, but it's, it's intimidating, it's, it's nerve wracking to like right. blindly send yourself over the ledge of a wave that you haven't seen develop over the last two or three seconds. Right. Um, but, all, you know, and then and then the obvious, the, the wind just coming up against you, like think of yourself walking through the city into like a gale is blowing, you know, and you have to lean into it and press against it to really like make progress. And you can feel there's a difference in the energy it takes to make the same, you know, progress when there's actually a wind. So like getting under the board and holding you up, all those all those things are just a factor of just the, the the most obvious aspect of offshore wind blowing in your face just holds you up holds you back pulls you out of the wave keeps you blind and, and really like disorients you absolutely it, it is like you you have to pretty much have a different mentality going into your session basically this is just going to be a more difficult session to catch waves you're going to have to be more persistent you know we'll, we'll talk about positioning and all, and all of that but it really is just it's like it's a mindset you look out and it's deceiving it's like oh my god the waves are so good there you know there's a reason why they're so good is because of the offshores and it's holding up the lip and giving you know basically delaying the the breaking and the throwing of the lip and giving you more opportunity to make it down the line without getting closed out right but, but that's the yeah. perfect segue into the next point you're saying it right there like the delay of the wave breaking so you know yeah. if you if you paddle out with this this um mindset that you're going to catch a wave the way you normally do and and your calibration and timing to the wave is like like it always is without that factoring in the wind you know blowing you back and also factoring factoring in that the wind is holding the wave back and so right. when it looks like as it starts to feather and give that ominous look that it's about to break there's actually a few moments in that ripping offshore wind and no other time in surfing where the wave really doesn't break when you expect it to right. and it gives it a chance to lift a little more and get a little closer to the beach and so now not only are you paddling against the wind but you're also sort of behind your timing you know if you approach it with that the same timing you always approach a wave kind of right. like setting it up in the way that you always do when it looks a certain way 
you have to adjust that. You got to start sooner. You got to start working your way to the inside earlier so that the, the wave catapults you through the wind rather than you stroke into it. Because like it's kind of a losing battle, isn't it? Like fighting the wind and the fact that the wave is being delayed by the wind. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it really you have to change your your timing of the wave and then you have to basically just what I like is it kind of like that that delay does a lot and and just like the the clean you know the cleanness of the the face in an offshore day and then the delay it's like the perfect opportunity and and it ties in just like what we were talking about as far as like getting blinded for a second and just having to push through it it really teaches you how to like take later drops you know mm. and and just you have to deal with it you know you have you're, to yeah you're getting pushed and and pulled up the face and if you're ever going to catch a wave you know you're going to have to you're going to have to get over that feeling of of like that resistance you know mm -hmm. pushing you pushing you back and the wave just it keeps it keeps growing and keeps growing it keeps growing and you gotta you know you have to continue to paddle your your board control skill has to like get more dialed in like as we're paddling we're leveraging forward more than we normally would mm. basically your boards your boards gonna resist a nose dive almost even more too you know the the nose is actually like catching w wind and like mm. pulling it your board all of a sudden feels like it has more rocker pretty much you know <laughs> right, in, right. In, in a way and like that's something that's kind of like one of the little last things that I want to talk about is just like equipment, you know, because it really does kind of change your mentality should change, too, if it's ultra ripping offshores. Ooh, um, I like that. OK, so this happens to me like once in a while still, even still that I know this happens. But when you are in ripping offshore winds and you're you're in like you're kind of see a wave coming and you already write it off as like you're too inside of it. You know, mm -hmm. and you, you're so you start making your way to get over it, hopefully at least just pierce through the lip and not have to deal with the whole thing. But anyway, as you're paddling up the face of it, kind of when you're past the point of being able to spin for it, you're going over it and looking back down over your shoulder at the wave and realizing like you were in the perfect spot to turn right. and get that wave. You know, and that just always reminds me of how much the offshore wind really changes the timing of your takeoff and when you can actually go and how many waves you think you're going to be too late on or too inside of, actually you're in the perfect spot to not even have to paddle that hard or be too conscientious of the wind because now you're in that positioning where the wave just kind of catapults you through the wind. Right. That's, that's something that I was taking note of in this, in this session this morning that I was foiling with Brian and just thinking about certain things to talk about. And it, it's just been this reoccurring thing and throw in the offshores and it's even that much more important to start employing this turning earlier seeing a wave and stop running out to it and then flipping at the last minute so that you end up getting you know pulled up the face and and getting kind of hung up on the drop you right. know we just see so many surfers doing this and and the more and more that i employ this technique of Look, I, I know how I can take a, a steeper later drop and I know that I'm better off when I'm taking off and coming up to speed and setting my rail and I'm more mid-face than in that upper third of the wave and it's that much more important when it's offshores. You right. know, this, this is the time to practice it. 
resist that feeling of, oh, I'm too far inside, I gotta go out to this wave. And then, you know, most of the time, if, especially if you're on a long board, you just don't have the time and the timing to get that board spun around as your mid face and get a couple paddles before before it's over so let let this be you know when you see offshores peeps use it as 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 a challenge you know take take it on and realize that you know your paddling and your board control and and your positioning really do need to be a, a cut above for you not to be just falling out of the backs away falling out of the backs of waves uh consistently and getting super frustrated Right, right. And um, then, so third, third of all, last, you know, consequence, you know, of offshore wind is the fact that, okay, we already addressed, like, you have to paddle against the wind. That's the obvious one. Everyone gets that. Then also the waves being held up by the wind. Third of all is that while you just sit there and wait for waves and ripping offshore winds, you're getting blown out to sea. So it kind of exacerbates that problem of, of what we were already discussing. Like people already have an issue with hunting down a wave on time and tracking it early enough so that they comfortably get into it. But that's even made worse by the fact that you're getting pushed further and further outside while you sit and wait. And the whole pack is probably moving with you. Only the most like in tune of surfers are paying attention to their position out in the lineup and like actively paddling towards the inside in between waves to keep them in a place where when that set does come, they don't have to paddle down a hundred yard runway to not only get inside to proper position, but also to catch the wave. You know, we're like trying to keep ourselves in that zone, sort of on that dynamic line of the impact zone and the outside, you know, and, and being right around that gray area and only having to move a little bit in or out to be in position to catch a wave, but not so far outside of that zone, you know, because the wind pushed you there. Um, and, and, and that's just going to, you know, make it all more challenging again. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's another thing for our listeners to think about. And you know, most of the days that we're surfing, there's not that much consequence out there. So start playing with the inside a little bit more, start playing with this little zone that coach is talking about where the waves are actually standing up and breaking. Even if you're on a longboard, you know, start putting yourself a little bit closer to the beach so that your your takeoffs are a little bit more critical you're actually having to set your rail and and angle the takeoff or you're doing a nosedive instead of you know getting in on your 10 foot long board way out the back and like basically not really having a drop you know like when it's really slow and and um you know, the slope is, is so slopey that you don't really have that critical time of when do I need to set my rail and get going down the line. Um, and, and basically when, when you're doing that, you're training in that straight drop, which we have to then train out of you guys. Um, so yeah, this is, this is the opportunity to, to do all these things or really start working on, on your positioning, on how, how, like mentally you commit to a wave that you you want you know um not not playing that really tentative game of oh i'm i'm worried about taking a steep drop so i'm just going to be sitting outside and then if you're already sitting outside and ripping off shores chances are you're way way too far outside right right yeah they all kind of count compound on each other these these singular topics if you're not aware of them 
all make it like not just a little bit worse, but like compounded worse, you know? Um, yeah. and, and so you really have to like go out in ripping off shores with the mission of wanting to track down waves early, making sure you're staying on the inside or at least near to that line of the impact zone and actively keeping yourself there while you wait for waves. Um, and then just having that like profile of a good paddler that can keep themselves in good form, but low and like kind of, you know, streamlined, which I think is a challenging thing because we always teach engaging the core and kind of elevating both ends of your body, you know, so that right. your core gets planted down. But there really is a way to keep that engagement and like kind of stay lower, a little bit more like army man crawling under the barbed wire fence, you know. Right, right. A lower profile. So you're not getting hit by the wind. As yeah. much. But overall, mm -hmm. I really think that like that you get the best, like staying on the inside really helps the issue of dealing with the offshore wind while you paddle. Because as soon as you start getting high up on the wave, that's where all the like the water off the lip is flying in your face and, and even the little splashes. But if you're like down low and in front of the wave, way in front of the ledge, you, you kind of stay away from that light water that's get picked up and like blown into your face. Absolutely. Yeah start start employing it peeps you know work work that inside commit to your waves early turn early you know start start setting up these waves you know like like the better surfers at your local breaks are doing just just watch them you know you you see the better surfers they're already turned around and they're stroking towards the beach while other surfers are paddling out to the same wave and still haven't even whipped around you know and it's like you can just see it all playing out. You're like, my money's on this guy who's already turned around, got momentum moving towards the beach. He's he's definitely gonna catch the wave. Maybe he does, you know, maybe he or she doesn't angle properly and make the wave, but you know, just just starting out on the right foot, you know, that's that's basically what it's gonna take. That's a good one. I really do like that topic. That's one of my favorites. It's it's such a simple a simple thing, but really when you get down into it, you realize there's a lot of nuance to it. There's a lot of a lot going on. Like you're you're like a pilot at the at the at the helm and you really you know there's a lot of buttons to press and a lot of considerations to make for, so that you fly that that ship properly yeah weather definitely comes into play and we're coming into the winter season so hopefully we're gonna have more you know more storms and more ripping off shores and, and you guys can put this stuff into practice that's right Woo. Woo. right on check you soon